Good evening. Retired Anglican Archbishop of Cape Town, Nonjongkulu Ndagani, says the church in South Africa has been far too quiet in challenging government and other institutions when it comes to corruption. Speaking on Inter- International Anti-Corruption Day, he told members of the Claremont Main Road Mosque that corruption has become a corrosive disease in the country. He says ongoing corruption meant that money intended for basic services ended up in the pockets of corrupt officials and weakened human rights. Ndagani singled out five institutions that needed to take action in eradicating corruption in the church, civil society, organized commerce, political parties and government itself. Lyndon Khan reports. Ndongani wants religious bodies to speak out against corruption and that NGOs must continue to hold government and business accountable. He cited the recent action by the Helen Sussman Foundation and Freedom Under Law in respect of the charges against the finance minister as an example. He says organized commerce sat on the sidelines during apartheid, but now they need to be at the cutting edge of finding ways to combat corruption. He admonished political parties not to tolerate corruption in its ranks, particularly those leaders who have flouted the constitution as it corrodes society and most importantly he singled out government to act decisively at all levels to root out bribery and corruption not only among civil servants but among the political bosses to whom these civil servants report A multi-million rand civil case involving President Jacob Zuma and several ministers has been postponed indefinitely by the High Court in Pretoria. The involved parties have requested a postponement, arguing they are not ready to continue with the case. In the matter, founding member of Workers' Association Union, Tebe Maswambi, is suing the President and Defence, State Security and Police Ministers of about 140 million rand for defamation. This derives from allegations that Maswambi at some stage requested to establish a workers' union that will destabilize AMCO. A woman who hand-wrote the original Freedom Charter in 1955, Beata Lipman, has died at the age of 88. Her daughter Jane Lipman says she had been unwell for the past 10 weeks due to burn wounds she had sustained. She says her mother died at a Johannesburg hospital. Lipman also took part in the 1956 Women's March to the Union Buildings. Defence Minister Nosiviwe Mapisa Ngakula has opened a centre of memory, healing and learning inside the Castle of Good Hope, inside what used to be a torture chamber. Bronze statues of King Setsweo, King Langa Libalele, King Sekuhune and Khoisan Chief Doman were also unveiled. These unveilings form part of a series of events to commemorate the fortress' 350th year. Mapisa Ngakula explains the significance of the ceremony. We are honoring those who dared to challenge colonialism, those who dared to challenge oppression, slavery, those who challenged the brutal system of torture. For us, I think indeed it is history in the making. I think today they can all rest in peace because today indeed we are honoring them for their bravery. For good hope, FM News, I'm Vanya Collison.